Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Welcome back to the Board Breakdown Podcast, live on Red Army Radio, and if you're on the podcast apps, thank you very much for joining us wherever you are in the world, if that means you're on the commute, listening at home, ignoring your wife, Anywhere, thank you very much as always. I'm Johnny, I'm with Dana and Elliot. And on the last podcast, we said that sometimes when you play against the teams that are at the top of the league, well, actually, I said this, um, it can be a little bit easier um, <laughs> to pick up, well, to play and, you know, maybe pick up three points. Um, and the complete opposite happened at Ellen Rose. Um, Leeds United won four goals to nil. Goals from former Borough boy Patrick Bamford, two goals from Click. And a goal from Helder Costa sealed the win uh, for Leeds United to take them top of the Sky Bet Championship. Dana, Middlesbrough absolutely crumbled on Saturday, didn't they? Yeah, and I mean, I said 1-1, didn't I? I don't really know what I was expecting with that, to be honest. That would have been the equivalent of six points for us, like a draw against them. But yeah, it was. Um, we were dominated from start to finish, really. It was men against boys and... The worrying thing is, I don't even think Leeds got our first gear. I think it it could have and probably should have been a a cricket score. Um, we just looked completely crestfallen. We looked lost. We looked flustered. Um, it really was just men against boys. It's what I said after the game on Twitter. It was a a big indication to just how far Borough have fallen behind. Not just Leeds, but the majority of the Championship because we usually are able to compete against them and even last season you know we 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 got a draw from them um but there was absolutely no competition from that game whatsoever it was just completely uh complete dominance from Leeds yeah were you a little bit surprised Dana that you know obviously giving Patrick Bamford cried to Aitokaranka to bring him back to Millsborough Football Club the club that he loved the club that reignited his career um, after some horrendous spells on loan to Norwich and to Burnley. Were you surprised to see him celebrate? No, because I do remember him saying when he was at Borough, I think it was after the Derby game, he, he said it to BBC Tees, he said that basically he would celebrate against any team. Um, 
some people are very much the thought that you should celebrate against your former clubs, but I don't know, it didn't really bother me. I think it was always going to happen that Patrick Bamford was going to score. didn't think it was going to be that early, mind, but it, it was always going to happen. So, Els, um, you're looking at me smirking away. I'm, I'm just laughing just to, about Bamford and so on. But I know, Well, with that... Typical that like he would score four minutes in. I know you've got something to say about this. So what was Millsworth's biggest strength um, in the game against Leeds? Well, who scored seemed to have it um, pretty much spot on. We had no significant strengths, <laughs> which is... Uh, You're joking. Yeah, I know, yeah. Who would have believed that? Uh, um, yeah, we had a lot of weaknesses on that side, um, but no, we were we were very poor from start to finish, and um, I think I predicted 2-0. Um, but before the match kicked off, um, I had a friend message me, uh, he doesn't actually spot Bury, he spots Tottenham. And we've actually got the pleasure of getting beat by 10-0 in, in the next couple of weeks. But um, he, he's always kind of pro-Borough. And he said, um, oh, I've put a, a bet on Borough to win um, both teams to score. And I was like, might as well just throw any money away. I was like, it's going to be 4-0 Leeds. And then I didn't put money on that, which I really wish I did. Um, but yeah, as soon as I seen four minutes in, I was like, oh my God. So, what, what was I thinking when I said 1-1? I didn't know. Drugs, sure. maybe. I thought, didn't you, I say I think, we'd win or something? No, I think you said <laughs> no, a defeat. You I think you said 1 0 defeat, maybe, or something like that. But yeah, I don't know where you were where you were mm. coming from with that, Dana. Well, did you see uh, Jonathan Woodgate came out afterwards and said that they gave everything till the end? But did you see that fourth goal? Mm. They didn't give everything, they gave up. Yeah. I mean, I would give up, to be fair. Yeah, I, 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 I would blame them. Yeah. Yeah, but then it just kind of makes a, a statement very invalid. Yeah. But it's one of those where it's kind of like monk pot, isn't it? It's. You just kind of say it when you're in the, the heat of the interview, I yeah. guess. But well, just following on from what you were saying um, in terms of you looked at four minutes and we were one nil down, and obviously Bamford with the header that put, uh, put the leads in front. But Paddy McNair um, played centre half again um, in that back three position. Were you a little bit frustrated by that because to play your most creative player in that position, it must be quite soul destroying. Yeah, not even just for us really, but for him. Um, we know he kind of voiced his opinions last year when he was being played out of position. I guess it kind of comes down to the injuries and we have no other choice. But yeah, it's it's one of those where I, I don't know what else we really could have done. Um, but we need to try and utilise to McNair's strengths really and we're not. Um, just looking at kind of the, the heat maps and where he played anyway, he was the furthest forward out of the, the centre-back. So he's obviously looking to get forward as, as often as he can, which then it completely changes up the dynamic of what you're supposed to do with a 3-5-2. Um, it's meant to be the full-backs, and when you're looking, he's he's sort of further forward than on average than what Housen was. Um, I don't know, Housen's not a wing-back by trade either, um, which only add, adds to the problems. But um, it just the, the formations that we we've tried... Um, either due to kind of the way we're setting up, the lack of experience, and sort of the lack of players in a sense. Just neither of them, neither of the um, formations are working. So we just don't have the options either, do we? It's yeah. like yeah. you could have maybe played. Uh, well, I was going to say you could have maybe played a, a formation with wingers, but we just don't have any. It's like Tav was apparently our only winger, and now he's played as a midfielder. So. We just don't have the options, and I think we've got almost a full team out injured or suspended. It's ridiculous. Well, Paddy McNair is suspended for the next game, so that's one less player 
uh, ticked off. And you know, it's gone to a point now where I can't even like predict the team because it's just like I don't, I don't even know who's going to play. Um, but just touching on Leeds, finally, um, I thought Leeds were absolutely marvelous on Saturday. Um, I think it's credit where credit's due. I thought the high press was brilliant. I thought the passing the ball around was beautiful. Um, the mid it, it was kind of like a game of like men against boys a little bit. I thought they were just absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't really complain at all, to be honest. I, I, I was I'm getting to a point where I can't like just slate those performances where players should be in X, Y, and Z position or they should be closing down a little bit here. It's just got to a point where like that team was just simply better and a lot better and just wanted it a lot more than what we did. Um, but also on the flip side of things, I'm at a position where why are Millsborough getting tipped as a team that could be in relegation this season? Well, they are in a relegation fight, but at the start of the season, and even now when you look at the team, there's not much that's changed from from Tony Poulos' time at the club. The team, the players that he's got rid of are really just were just surplus to requirements. They, they weren't really first-team players. Okay, you've got Bezic and John and Mikel, but really there's not that much change from, in, in my opinion, I think I think it's just been a case of bad management more than anything, um, and I think that's probably we're going to probably come into the bit the debate a little bit later on. But I think that's the frustrations of me. We should not be in this position um, at all because, well, we haven't really sold that many players, mm. and we've got a good bunch and a good squad there. They're just clearly not equipped, or the management's not equipped to to take it forward. But I would say the one really big positive I got from from Saturday, if there is anything, was the. What you got a positive? I think it, it's a little bit of a positive. I think it was like to see uh, on Tyrone O'Neill and Ben Little and Steve Walker come on the pitch. That's like kind of like okay, well, it's great to see those young players come through. Um, but I don't think Ben Little's ready yet. And I don't it's think Tyrone O'Neill's ready yet. It's one of those where they, they came through because they had to. Really, yeah. I think if we had a choice. I mean, I think, yeah. yeah, I don't think the woods. I don't think they would get a game if if players were fit. Um, but to see them come on and yes, they won't make any different and they won't make any impact on the game. But it's to give them the experience. It it can be vital for their careers. Um, but I think that's the only really positive I can I can take from the game for a Borough perspective. But if I was a Leeds fan and I know a lot of Leeds fans, Panthers Leeds fan. They are just absolutely flying. They're abs- if if they don't get promoted this year, it, it's a travesty. It's an absolute. It'd be great for the banter, um, and obviously <laughs> moving to Leeds myself, it will be brilliant for the city. So I'll be delighted if they don't do it. But let's chat about Woodgate's presser. So you've. I was just- say you pretty much sound like Woodgate there. Uh, you might get a few <laughs> evils from all of the positive talk about about Leeds. No, to be here. fair, I think I think Leeds deserve that credit, but. I'm a fan, I'm not a coach. And yeah. So with Jonathan Woodgate, you've just been absolutely pelted 4 0, run ragged. We were awful. Leeds were fantastic on the day, but we were woeful. Was he right to come out and say how well and how much he loves Leeds United? Am I the only one who doesn't see the issue with this? Because, I mean, Jonathan Woodgate was at Leeds as a young boy. So, you know, when you're a young person you know you you grow up in an environment and that is a home from home I guess and it's a big part of his is not just his footballing career but his life and it's just 
unfortunate that it's Leeds and like it's pretty much our biggest rival of the past few years because you know we haven't really been in the leagues with Sunderland and Newcastle over the past few years. I didn't really see an issue with it. I thought like he's he's got that connection to Leeds. It didn't really bother me. I didn't really understand the over exaggeration of it. Yeah, I wasn't, the I wasn't particularly bothered, but yeah, on. my my take on it's quite similar to be honest. I, I know I kind of sit on the fence about a lot of things, but um, it didn't bother me a whole lot that much really. Um, I seen it before, kind of it got retweeted a lot, and I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Can you it, understand it the frustrations. <sighs> I can. I can see both sides to the argument in a sense, but it's it's one of those where. I don't know if it's just maybe modern day fans um, or, or maybe the younger generation where maybe um, there is, we, we know we have rivalries and derbies, but I don't think it's maybe as, um, I don't think it maybe stretches to hatred as much as, as different people. Um, I don't know whether that's down to, to kind of age or maybe even just other demographics really. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, and it seems like, you know, from, from you two as well, um, it's just something that I think he was always going to say, no matter what the outcome of the game was. It probably seemed worse because we got beat 4-0 and the manner of the performance was, was shocking. Um, so then to come out and say it is kind of like, you know, stick to your own team, whatever. Um, so that might have fueled it a bit more. But, yeah. I think there's more, the the more we don't win as well, the more impatient people get and the yeah. more they've just started to, to pick on things, I guess. But mm-hmm. I didn't see an issue with it. All right then. Okay. We're going to keep with Woodgate though, um, because this week the Sun reported that Neil Warnock um, could potentially take over Jonathan Woodgate um, if he was to be sacked. Um, the question I asked last week is: Is Woodgate in danger of losing his job? There was a bit of a mixed opinion on it. Some would say that we're starting a project. Some would want him out. I pretty much want him out at the minute. Um, but Neil Warnock mentioned. Good friends with Gibson, could be a great custodian for the football club because Steve spent a hell of a lot of money um, <laughs> Brilliant. In, in the last last few years. Um, he's here to keep a tight budget and, and take us safely up the league and keep us safe. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, really, because one, would you like Neil Warnock? And two, should Woodgate be sacked if we fail to win on Saturday? Because he has a fifteen percent win ratio, the lowest ever for a borough um, for a permanent borough manager. <laughs> I like how you said permanent borough manager with Steve Agnew. Steve Agnew hasn't won a game in football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Agnew was just blocking out my Steve. mind. Yeah, we're going to go with Steve Agnew. No, no, Gibson. Don't, no, no. Nah, that, anyway. that two second clip that went around um, on Twitter was just absolutely brilliant. And when you watch it back, and because it obviously just repeats the video on Twitter, and it's just very like, good. And, and like a it's nightmare, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think I think with Warnock, I didn't quite believe it in a sense, really, just because obviously it was a Sun reporting on it. You know, no it was the most been. unsubstantial exclusive yeah. story I've ever. Heard. It's one of those. I, I didn't quite believe it. Um, I, I don't think. He would come for a number of reasons, just because well, one, his age. I think he's, he's he is done with the game essentially. Um, so I don't know why he'd come to probably one of the hardest jobs in football right now. Um, maybe he wants to die sooner. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it pr- probably would happen coming to Borough. Um, be, being stood in the Riverside on a Saturday afternoon would be a uh, one way he'd go probably. But yeah, uh, I'd. If it was true, which I don't think it is, I don't think it'd be great for the club. Um, I'm, I'm one of those where 
okay, if Woodgate went and we had actually had a good plan in place and I'd be all for it, but I think the reason why I'm not actually for Woodgate going is because it would just be stupid business-wise because we are trying to do something and chopping and changing all the time between different styles and, I mean, there isn't much of a style at the moment, but it just there wouldn't be a feasible way to do it, especially with the way we're saying with money. Okay, let's sell a somber longer, and then you you buy you buy a decent manager out of a contract, but then then one body down and probably one of our best players down as well. Um, so the the situations obviously run a lot deeper than the manager, like we've said. So I don't think changing the manager would change a whole lot in fortunes. You might squeeze that extra little bit of performances out of players, and we you know we may stay up, um, but you can only look back in hindsight and say we might have done that. Woodgate as well, so very difficult. Well, maybe not management, but in terms of capacity, um, where it would it might potentially fit. Um, Ian Smith sent us the question. Obviously, he's on the lines of director of football and who we could potentially bring in. McLaren's being mentioned. Steve Round would Neil Warnock fit that as well? Fit I, w- that position? I was thinking, if you're going to bring in Neil Warnock, you bring him in alongside Woodgate. You don't just get rid of Woodgate because I mean Neil Warnock would be short term in every possible respect. You know, if he's brought in, it would be like a six-month contract till, like, the end of the season, essentially. Um, and then what you do after that? It's basically we're in the exact same position as we were when Woodgate was appointed. So you get rid of an inexperienced manager f- for a long-term project, for an experienced manager in a short-term project, and then we go back to this long-term project again. It just doesn't make sense, um, which is why it triggered me when I read that um, article. I did have a big rant prepared, but thank God it was quashed. Run, run, run. Well, no, it's, it, it's, there's no fight now, is there? Because it's, uh, it's not true. But, um, yeah, that's what I've said time and time again on this podcast. Like The fact we didn't bring in a director of football before Woodgate was appointed is probably one of the biggest mistakes the Borough have made um, in like recent years because we just need that structure. We don't have the, the right structure behind the scenes. And we've all said it on this podcast so many times and we're not the only people that think it it's like we need a massive change up behind the scenes and the fact that we didn't we still don't have a director of football and we still have the same recruitment team it just is beyond me there's probably other staffing issues um we're a professional club and you can probably imagine some other um teams in this division um have much better quality staff and probably even more staff like Leeds. the more staff you probably have the better you know if you have more of any department, it's going to help, isn't it? Uh, obviously, again, it comes down to money. Um, but we've had to get rid of some in the summer. And I don't reckon we've replaced them. We've probably just had to cut the jobs loose and people are taking on double the workload. But it's so like it, Leeds it makes everything a, harder. a perfect example of a team with a proper structure and everything's working behind the scenes and it's like translating on the pitch. We're the complete opposite. And that's why there was such a contrast at the weekend. Yep. You know, it was a team that are very much on song and one that is just a mess from top to bottom. Tom Tom Muldowney, um, shout out to Tom Muldowney, put a tweet out. I think it I think it was him actually. No, I'm saying it. Um, and <laughs> it was kind of so. it was kind of comparing. <laughs> um, kind of comparing the managers in a sense, and that that even shows the huge difference in quality. About you know um, everyone who spoke very highly of Bielsa, um, other managers. I think so. I mentioned Mourinho and Guardiola and and, and so on. Um, and Watch. then you know versus uh, you kind of compared would get to. Um, Pulis. Now the, the story goes, was that somebody he smashed his 
head in or something in a nightclub. Oh, or yeah, he, got, he glassed himself got, in Yeah, glassed nightclub. himself. Sorry, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't remember the story, but yeah. Um, I mean, that just kind of says it all, really. And it, obviously, it's it's completely different. We'll get starting out in his career and so on, but the, the, the contrast there should have been very telling from the start with where teams are and where both teams are in the league, what's going on behind the scenes and the quality of manager. Fornil kind of seems obvious now, doesn't it? Yeah. But, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? It's a, it's it's a mess that doesn't seem to be getting cleaned up. It seems like there's been more and more liquid getting poured on the floor, um, and it's making it a bit more of a mess. Um, I, th- I put a tweet out earlier this week about how Millsborough went full circle in the last decade, and the more and more I think about it, the more and more bizarre and insane it actually is. Um, get relegated, give a manager a, a, a war chest, blow it all. Give it to a Borough lad. Um, let the Borough lad sweep the decks. Get someone else in. Get promoted. Get relegated. War chest. Be skint again. Higher, like... You know the, what I mean? Yeah, the only difference is this time, I think it's it's went it's a lot worse. And, Woodgate. and obviously, Mowbray's a, a much better manager than, yeah. than Woodgate. And Mowbray done very well um, with the budget he had. And obviously, the staff he probably bought in around him as, him as well. It just um, seems that though Woodgate and... Pulisar switched a little bit where you would expect it will get come in a bit uh, earlier. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Pulis taking over as the, the decks have been settled. But it's still pretty much the same thing, that same contrast, and we're just making the same decisions over and over and over again. How can you expect to progress as a football club when you're making the same mistakes and doing it's like a professional football club getting run by amateurs and then we're just gonna go one way and down if we're not careful. Which is quite bizarre. Yeah. I think have we only ever been now history is it? I think is it maybe two, only two or three seasons out of the top two flights. Mm. Um, two seasons, so be kind of a new thing to to us, I guess. Um, obviously, not to a lot of older fans, but you know, even when we went down, we, we came straight back up. So it was, it was all good, really. And we got two straight promotions, but um, you can't always go back on that, though. Like, yeah, no, that's mm. a, that's the thing. That's, it's, that, I know, we've, it's I know, you, I know, you've seen examples of it happening in, in kind of recent years with um, Norwich have done it and Southampton and so on. But um, you can see that it obviously doesn't work sometimes. And Sunderland didn't get out the first time of asking, and they're still not still not struggling. They're still not walking the league don't. now. I think where they're just outside the playoffs, are they maybe? Or? No, we're down mid table now. Terrible, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I think Parky's lost. Agent Parky's lost about eight, eight out of twelve or something shoot like that. He hasn't won many. I think he's won about two. Right. Um, <laughs> if that, yeah, he hasn't a great start. But it's not the Sunderland Breakdown podcast because they have a breakdown every week. <laughs> like those, isn't it? Um, yeah, they've been breaking down a lot longer than us. Oh yeah, well we're we're following the same way. I fair. was going to say we honestly, I think we. I we're fear just a that we'll be Sunderland at the minute. Yeah, I feel like we'll be Sunderland two point Genuinely, we've got a lot of players out of contract in the summer. Um, a lot of p- players on big wages. We have uh, a manager that is at the moment not good enough. We're not getting the right results. It's toxic behind the scenes. It's toxic in the stands. It's a mess behind the scenes as well. It's just it's very very startlingly similar to Sunderland. Yeah, um, I was going to come back to the project thing that you mentioned about we'll get and obviously starting a project again. Um, the Northern Echo came and wrote an article this week uh, when they exp- explained that Middlesbrough are looking to more more senior players in the January window. Yeah, I read this, yeah. And don't get me wrong, this article was a bit shit because, <laughs> like, he's just said, like, Middlesbrough miss, are missing high-impact uh, high players such as George Friend, Ryan Shotton and Rudy Gestead. And I was like, well, this is just pointless, so I'll stop reading after that. But 
if Middlesbrough are looking in that direction and going more of like an experienced players, which I think they do need. I think they do need some experience there. And I think sometimes it's a bit daft to get rid of some experience in the team. But are we essentially going backwards again? I was thinking this when I read it. Um, but I think, also I'd like to believe that, you know, the strategy is only changing short term purely because we're going to need um, players with experience to get us out of the current position that we're in. If we try to, if we go in in January and we sign three Marcus Browns again, nothing is really going to change, is it? So, um, shout out to Marcus Brown. Imagine signing three Marcus Browns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I really do think we, even if it's not the, the whole group of signings that we get to, you know, if it's every sign three players, if, if two of them are experienced and one is, you know, between the ages of 19 and, and 22 and, you know, they're meant to be more of a prospect then that's fair enough. But we, we're going to need some players in. We need just anyone in at this case, to be honest, because we're just the lack of bodies. Um, but, you know, I, th- I do think we're going to need players with experience, especially if people are going to be leaving um, and if people are going to be leaving in the summer, um, no doubt. Um, they're going to be kind of short-term deals like John Obi McKell was because we don't have the money and less commitment with the salary. Um, but, I mean, we should have done that anyway in the summer. We should have looked at more loans, um, whether that be young players or more experienced players. So... At least that's a kind of better way to go about it because the loan market is amazing. It's you're not paying up front for a player. You're, you're just paying that. You can even salaries are high though in some players. Yeah, Premier League players definitely. No, obviously. Um, but the, you know they can obviously. I, I know when they go on loan to League One and, and League Two, um, some Premier League players obviously those clubs can't afford it, so they're subsidising it um, for those clubs so that the players just get the experience. So um, yeah, we need to do something i hope obviously like, like you say with that strategy i hope it is kind of a um a short-term thing but there's nothing wrong with getting players that you know are experienced as long as it's not kind of like you say we're, we're forking out a couple of million for them when they're not gonna have that resale value if it's a short-term deal it's, it's no big deal so i am really fearful of january though i think it could make or break our season i think if we have a complete shock of a window we could be doomed and then you know we need inspiration to basically keep us up yeah. But then, like, if it's not loans, it's probably free transfers or very minimal fees. And I was looking at the free transfers and, Jesus Christ. Nothing there's about... Li- there's literally, it's like... <laughs> Script the horror. It, it, it is... Diego Fabrini's stepbrother. Yeah, it is notoriously harder in January because everyone who was worth picking up was picked up in the summer. So they've been obviously been let go on um, out of the contract of the, of the clubs wherever it's run out. Jordan Archer. He was on trial with us, wasn't he? It's okay, thank you. Yep, no, we won't, we won't take that If that's that one. what our January is going to be like, then I will <laughs> see you later. I'm on the plane to Lanzarote. <laughs> well, that's not very nice, eh? Where are you going to afford that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one in Borough's got no money, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's all. It's like Stephen Ireland, Darren Fletcher, Jack Rodwell, Peter Whittingham, Mark no, Davies, Darren right. Gibson. Like, Peter Whittingham. He's surely can't be playing. Peter Whittingham, I thought he was like... 2010. Yeah. 2003. 2000. Oh, Like Christoph Samba... Lewis McGugan, Thomas Kuja, Tyrone Mears. I feel like I'm going on a time machine. Exactly, that's yeah. what I was like no, when we I was do, we don't want to be, uh, We don't want to be going anywhere near these. Uh, you think, obviously, at the start of the season, I was mentioning to you in the, the car about um, Luton we were on about, because I think they only spent four mil, and that was pretty much all on their keeper. Other than that, it was loans and free transfers, and um, obviously it was different because it was in the summer, but they got Ryan Tunnicliffe on a free... Um, 
uh, the left back from Everton. I can't think whether it was a loan now or that was that was a free transfer. Oh, um, who was that? Was that Garbutt? I feel like no. Pe- I feel like it was Pennington, but it might not have been him either. Luke oh. Garbutt at Ipswich. Oh, is he? But yeah, you know, they're, they're sort of uh, a prospect. Well, they got Izzy Brown, right. haven't they? Who's a really good player. Yeah, on loan from Chelsea. So so he's been touted. They used. I don't know the. You know, similar position to us in the table so it might not look like it's worked but in terms of them coming up there a lot of their players have had to step up a division as well whereas our players are what you would look on paper as some players have been playing in the championship for years um, and some players at one point would you know people would have argued that they could have done it in the Premier League but yeah, you look now and you think well obviously not um, so yeah I think it's going to be very difficult like you say I think free transfers just from some of the ones you mentioned in there Probably not, um, unless there's somebody abroad. But I don't think our scouting network would look that far, to be honest. Um, from every player we've been linked with this season, it's been the UK in general. We've been linked with quite a few players in Scotland. We've been linked with a striker today, was it? Gibbo just loves Britain, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. He loves it. Yeah. It must have killed him inside hiring Cranker, mustn't it? I know, yeah. And Victor Arto, when they started um, bringing all the Spanish players over, he must have been thinking, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Um, we're having paella for dinner. What's going on? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's this? <laughs> it's paella, boss. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I, I, wish had, I wish we had a like little camera. Uh, yeah, we need to make our video for, <laughs> for the uh, you tasting paella next week. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Instagram now, by the way. If you want to follow us, it's at the Boer Breakdown, isn't it? No, just Boer Breakdown. Ah, just Boer Breakdown. No, it's not at just Boer Breakdown. It's just. Ah, right down. <laughs> I, think, I think they got it, yeah. Well, who knows, mate. I could have had someone give me a load of grief later on. I've just been trying to search the Just For A Breakdown. It's not even been there. Thick Muppets Podcast. Thick Muppets Podcast. Uh, sponsored by the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a couple of questions, actually, when we were touching on the points of um, players and how we can bring in, how we can fund it as well. Um, Ian and Fahim sent questions in. Um, Ian's question is, would you look to cash in on Dale Fry? Um, his stocks before his stock starts to dramatically decrease um, <laughs> for some of his performances. And also, Fahim said, with should Woodgate like acted a little bit sooner? He known his squad was so small. Like, should he have just pretty much put his foot down and said, "Look, we kind of need bodies, regardless of who it is." I think. Sorry, a bit of an open question. Yeah, there. no, I think um, in terms of um, Woodgate doing something before, and I think he he did know, and I think. He probably did want more players, and I, but personally, I think it comes down to the recruitment team and um, the money, really, because uh, I think it got to two days before deadline day. Um, it was the last one we signed. I think it was either Bowler or Dyke Steele. Dyke Steele, um, yeah. And there was, you know, he came out and he said, uh, "We want another one, and definitely like another attacking player." And that never came. Um, but he probably wanted even more than that. Anyway, that was just kind of saying his aims for deadline day because the time was getting short. I don't know who it was who we were tracking at the time. But, um, yeah, I don't feel it, it's down to him. I feel like we, he probably did want more, but we were just, he was just let down by a poor transfer market again. Um, in terms of Dale Fry, though, <laughs> yeah. And then in terms of Dale Fry, I think in terms of selling any player, um, unless it is the best deal um, for the club and getting the most money in as possible, then I wouldn't do it because we need players as it is. Um, and although his performances haven't been great, um, and not most of the team hasn't either. Um, so I think selling anyone would be quite disastrous, really, unless it's someone who's really not featuring, such as Rudy Gestead or perhaps even Adam Clayton. 
because um, they they would be high earners. So you might as well oh, look Fletch. to sell. You might as well look to sell on them too first, rather than players who are actually going to be in the first team or currently being utilised. So yeah. I think players like Fletcher and Asombolonga and um, Dale Fry, Ayala, so on. You wouldn't want them leaving in January because it's already bad enough as it is. Um, I wouldn't even trust the recruitment team to even spend the money wisely. Exactly. To be so you know, uh, who, would you, who would you say is going to be worth the most? It's got to be out of. It'd be probably Brit Britain, Fry, Brit, Fry, Randolph, Randolph. Maybe, well, Bristol yeah. City are interested in in Brit, aren't they? I, don't, I can't think yeah. of any Premier League teams that have been linked. But with I can't them. see us getting nowhere near our <laughs> money back. Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> I can't see us. Palace China. I can't <laughs> um, see us getting anywhere near our money back. Um, so what would you say tops maybe 8 million maybe oh, if we even then no one borrow we'd sell them for a free transfer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah probably so it's one of those unless it's like 10 and then we look to spend it wisely uh, you could get actually 3 or 4 good players in but but then with, it's with, January with, so yeah but how yeah exactly and, and how we operate is we've brought in um, someone for 2 million and isn't currently good enough so far. So, mm. if that's how we're going to spend two millions, then teams are going to play hardball in January as well, which is why I'm worried because I think if we do go for a permanent transfer, they're probably going to want more than what that player is worth. Yeah. Um, and we've we've spent far too much money on players that aren't worth the money that we've spent on them in recent years. So I don't really want to see those mistakes being repeated. But at the same time, when you've got the same recruitment team, what do you really expect? It's it's the attraction as well. How are you going to sell? to a player oh, come come and play for us help us get out of this relegation who wants to come and, and play for a releg- you know a team that could potentially be relegated well, that's where sales and marketing come into play don't it so yeah, it, but it, more do, you, do you trust that from Borough <laughs> get me in charge <laughs> um, what about Woodgate's links to, to Spurs though yeah well, with, obviously with Robbie Keane as well like, they're both like big draws it's really, to you, but, is it? yeah. but it's if they use it as well and if, if the relationship's good with Mourinho now um, so, like, say, if the god that I or Cranko ever came back, we'd be able to get it. And say so, yeah, we got quite a few, didn't we, from um, Chelsea back in the day because of those links. Jamal uh, Blackman, the hero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm one game, only one yeah. appearance. He was great <laughs> that night as well. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he conceded 15 in one night, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what a show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but a typical boy would be to sell Brit, we'd probably sell probably sell Clayton as well on transfer deadline day we're linked with all six seven players and just before we go to midnight it'll be Millsborough delighted to announce the signing of Jordan Archer on a free transfer to the end of the season it Great. probably works. thanks thanks that poor thanks but yeah, I just don't know how, we, how, we, how we're doing it so wrong I don't uh, we got, are we reading the book backwards or something I just don't get it it's, I, I don't know it's crazy know. isn't it it's, it's honestly it goes back to that um that transfer window, the January of the playoff season, sorry, the promotion season, where we bought Jordan Rhodes for £12 million and Karanka didn't even want him. Karanka mm. wanted Ross McCormack. It was easy to see and obvious to see from everybody that um, Jordan Rhodes didn't fit the system. He predominantly played throughout his career in a two up front. I think we played two up front probably twice under Aitor Karanka. It was never going to work, which is why Jordan Rhodes you know, didn't have as fruitful a career at Borussia. We Boris, he absolutely probably should destroyed his career. We've we did. Absolutely destroyed it. And Karanka didn't want him. It was obvious Karanka didn't want him. And then ever since that, it's but been... There's still those rumours as well with Downing as well, that that wasn't 
a manager signing, was it? Yeah, I don't it was think more it was of a at club all. signing. So it's a bit, you know, what's going on there if the manager doesn't have the final say in it? It's a bit weird, isn't it? But it's nice to see Downing do well at uh, Blackburn, though. No. Quite quite ironic that he's Did he getting was it team of the week team of the week as well yeah as well. is he is he actually playing like as a, a wing back or something there or I think I think they're playing a three five and he's okay. part of the yeah, yeah but he's he's doing the business what more can you ask from he's, he obviously didn't do it here under Pulis so he had quite a poor spell back but I don't think he was really like fully wanted by the, the management team yeah no it's one of those I think he's he's always been. I think he's always put in the effort. I think obviously just the the systems that we've played over the, the past two and a half seasons just haven't benefit benefited him. But in the games, some of the games that he watched, it, like you said, we he kind of had the best distribution of the ball that we've that we've seen, um, and he was still our best um, set piece taker. We don't seem to have one of those at the moment. I don't know what happens on a match oh, day. Set pieces are horrible. I, 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 so on, when, when I'm watching it on a match day, I'm like. I think Paddy McNair's our set piece take, and then then they just go and surprise him and put Tav on it, and then he'll just put it out of play on the other side of the pitch. And I'm like, what is going on? And then throw-ins, don't get me started on throw-ins, because I've never seen a team lose the ball so much. Like, I, I watched Barnsley do it, and they're just a simple one, one-two from the throw-in, and all we try and do from the throw-in is launch it long to Ashley Fletcher, who then just loses it, and then we've lost possession. Dyke Stanley, I, I hate think, when we I hate when we get a throw-in because I know we're going to lose possession. I think it was Dyke Stanley. It was a proper it was a proper Antonio Barham throw. I think he tried to get it up, and then it just looped up like that, and it mm. just went woo. I was just <laughs> like, Are they good, Anna? <laughs> 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 I was just like, like Jesus, like Rick I was in the room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was just like Jesus Christ. Can we not get any like you know these corners throw-ins? Like even goal kicks, it's like Jesus Christ! I don't know how how we're so bad at like set pieces and stuff. It's we're not very good, are we? No, <laughs> no that's like I the. Like we're very good. We've only just come to this. Yeah, we've just diagnosed it now. <laughs> Borough, crap. That's what we are. <laughs> to be fair, we we finished seventh last season, which was better than finishing fifth. So, in, in an <laughs> ideal world, I don't know. It comes back to my little rant earlier, though. Like how we got so bad. Like if you look at the players that have left. Honestly, if, if I Google it all... So it's only Flint, Bezic, Mikel, Hugel. Downing. Downing. That's it. Do you really miss Aidan Flint? <laughs> no. I mean, not not, really, not, no, in term, like, not in terms of performances. I mean, obviously, we could have done with the, the bodies when we got injuries, but in terms of the actual performances, not not really, no. Downing? Um, probably a little bit. I think he'd probably, you know, he'd probably be in and around the first team a lot this season if he was here, but at the time, it was probably the... the best decision to get rid of him but then again we probably thought we were going to replace him and get more wingers in but we got zero wingers Hugel? No because towards the end of the season anyway we were playing um, Fletcher and Britt and then Bessich and Mikel we already had about six centre mids anyway (laughs) Yeah so it's and now we're thin on centre mids when you look at it it's 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 Mm. nuts it's absolutely nuts how we're in this position to be honest and it absolutely rages me but anyway going to step into Christmas and, and beyond and going to chat about Spurs before we move on to Charlton. Um, obviously, Millsbridge, it's just been announced that Millsbridge are on BT Sport, and this is not a plug, by the way, um, or BT Sport <laughs> for the FA Cup, a third round against Jose Mourinho's uh, Tottenham Hotspur. How many goals do you think Harry Kane's going to score? And two, why is it that we've charged 20 quid for the privilege to see us get beat? Oh, God. Is that just is that just another thing where it just seems like we're a bit out of out of click with the fan base? 
Like, there's you, been, you there's been, there's been, there's been, I mean, obviously it comes down to money again. And I feel like I've said that line about um, 50 times this podcast, but there has been no incentives um, from the club in quite a long time. I know you see a few things go around on Twitter where they'll send someone a letter for being a top fan and so on. And, and they'll put that as, you know, that that's them doing it. But to the, the mass um, amount of fans, they don't see that. And there's nothing really. Um, not that you should be incentivized to go and see your home club, but a lot of other clubs subsidize so many things, and whether that be drinks, season tickets, travel, what, nothing, nothing. Uh, I mean, some season ticket holders get a drink, mm. um, but wow, how many how many of them are left? Probably not a lot. That's been funny. If I wanted to watch so. Spurs for twenty quid, I would just buy BT Sports for the month because they're on about three times a month anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's yeah, the point? I was thinking actually. I was thinking out how much was it going to be and I thought she would be a third round regardless of if we're playing Spurs or whether we're playing I, was, I nearly, said, I nearly, said, I nearly said Berry there and I was thinking oh, <laughs> well, we wouldn't be playing Berry would we but um, yeah uh, you know I thought tenner yeah yeah, it's a bit weird that it's 20 because I thought that cup games were less yeah, yeah. typically yeah. I mean like don't get me wrong like if it was a tenner you get fans in they get to see the likes of Harry Kane Deli Alley and Lucas Moore and so on. Um, That's not his name. It's Son, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> you said so on. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was a bad one. Do you want me to leave? Oh god. <laughs> and and so on, son. Um, <laughs> well, like they get to see those players. You get to see Mourinho. It's like a tenner. Like they might go. Oh well, you know what, my dad or uncle, where we take something to the match. Say, so, oh well, yeah, I actually want to come to the matches more often because I thought it was a bit more of an experience. But it's like I just don't know. Like it. It just baffles me why it's, it's even on telly as well. So, like, what's the point? Like, sorry, triggered. I feel like they are massively out of touch, and it's it's still the same. When you wrote that article on Everything MFC website, it was like plug. It's still <laughs> the same. It's still the exact same. Nothing's really changed. There still is a massive wedge between the fans and the club and the fans, and that's why it's still so toxic. Given that I retweet later, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Okay. Moving swiftly on, we'll chat about Spurs at a later date. Um, let's chat about Charlton. Um, we've had a couple of questions. Paul Mac was said actually, um, if we'll get lost against Charlton, this is essentially his last chance. Yes or no? Last chance if he loses against Charlton? No, um, no, I well, don't think. It, I don't still, think it will I'm be. Still will get in. Still will get in. I think he's been dealt the worst possible hand. No, honestly, look at our look at the injuries that we've got. The injuries, the players have let him down. The team has let him down. Um, he's an inexperienced manager with a broken structure ahead of him. I don't know what people were expecting. Bring someone more experience in. Hiya, Karanka. We've got an. In- this I'm is the Karanka movement. I'm the only member so far. But if you want to listen, if you listen to the podcast now or on the podcast apps, if you want Karanka back, you at me, and we're going to start a movement to bring Ito <laughs> back to Middlesbrough. <laughs> It's happening. It's gonna be a hashtag like the free, people, free, free. Ito Karanga. I'm putting it on my. I'm, you know what? We get Vossen back whilst we're at it. Yeah, bring Vossen back. Bring Adorma back. Bring Tomlin Gibson back. back. Kike. Yeah, no bids for Tomlin back. We'll bring Kike back. We'll bring Stuani back. We'll bring the whole team back. You oh, know what? What, what a team back. We'll, e- we'll even bring Ensue and his ridiculous rainbow flick went, went out for a gold <laughs> kick. We'll even bring that back. Dimmy, I know you've just signed for Mask. Come back. We'll oh, he's d- gone we'll to Hartlepool again. He's just, what? You've, he's just been completely done by that fake tweet, haven't you? Oh. You know, he didn't sign for Mask. He signed for Hartlepool. Mask FC. Oh, th- 
Dimmy, come back from from Hartlepool. <laughs> it's back. The boys are back in town. The Karanka movement starting. Hashtag free Ito Karanka. I'll bring back Karanka. No. Hashtag bring Ito home. Yeah. My manager. <laughs> Sounds better. Anyway, sorry. No, I think... Uh, Charlton have a load of injuries. And <laughs> we have to win. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, what were you even what, talking about? Uh, we're kind of on a, about if um, Woodgate should be sacked if oh, um, right. if if we lose on the I'm weekend. I'm back with you now. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of, of both. I don't. It's one of those where you know if it if it happened and we like I said if it happens and we have a plan in place then I'm all for it. But we don't. We we and we won't. So I I just think it would be stupid to do so. Um, so. And I don't think it's going to be the case. I think um, in that same article, I think it said Gibson and and the cat Bowser are uh, fully behind um, behind uh, Woodgate. Course, yeah. So uh, do you yeah. see they that? Have to be. They do you have see to that be. tweet um, that Alan Nixon uh, put saying, "Or oh, is Woodgate in danger of losing his job?" And he tweeted back saying, "Well, no, because we'll." Because um, Gibson would have to say that he was wrong because he yeah, made the decision. Yeah, I was like, "Well, that's just so egotistical." Um, <laughs> well, that is, that is what Steve Gibson is like. You always protect your hires. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, annoys me. Bring Aita home. Um, Charlton, sorry, in a bad run of form, a lot of injuries as well. Um, the top scorer is back uh, at the weekend, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, guys. I'm going to leave the mic. And do you have any interesting stats that you want to open with, Dana? I want to tweet. Bring Aita home. You normally have something like we haven't lost against Charlton in like 30 games, oh, so I've you're going to jinx here. us. <coughs> um, Borough have won five of their last six home matches against Charlton in all competitions. So here we go. There's the, jinx. Seven. <laughs> there's the jinx that of the week. Um, yeah, there's uh, for any betting people, um, I am completely clueless when it comes to bets, but um, there have been under 2.5 goals scored in 26 of Middlesbrough's last 32 home games in the championship. Um, there have been over 2.5 goals scored in nine of Charlton's last 10 games. Um, we have failed to win 11 of our last 12 matches. Um, Charlton have failed to win their last seven. Um, and we have scored at least two goals in five of our last six home games against Charlton in all competitions. Else? Um, yeah, so just kind of we're sort of looking at Charlton's team and obviously they have um, a lot of injuries as well. Um, I'll be honest, with kind of a lot of players um, didn't strike me. I didn't know the names off sort of the top of my head. Obviously, they um, only came up from, from League One themselves. Um Obviously, Lyle Taylor uh, was excellent for them last year, and I, I believe didn't he score the goal against um, Sunderland? The winner. To, yeah. No, it was um, Patrick Bauer. He was now at Preston. Right. Okay. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. So Lyle Taylor um, still probably a good player in this division. I think he's obviously been injured, but he's on he's on five goals um, so far. They have Jonathan Lecco as well, who can play up front. Um, Oz Tumor, who is a decent um, centre midfielder, um, they've been playing kind of a, a mix of a few different formations, which are all quite similar, really. Um, so they've alternated between a four-one-two-one-two um, and a, a four-three-one-two, uh, which you know they're very, very similar. Um, so it's going to be quite packed. Uh, so what was the, that about the three-four-one-two? Sorry, four-three-one-two. Uh, four-three-one-two. Four, three, sorry. Um, so it will be quite packed in the middle. Um, so where I think we've got to 
to kind of dominate really is if, if we are going to, I don't know if we have enough players to play um, three at the back with, with wing backs, um, but we're going to have to try and get in, um, you know, down the wings really. Um, and that's usually what we have been doing this season, try and get the balls in nice and early to um, Fletcher and Britt um, and even play them in when they want it. The amount of times you're watching and you, you see them wanting that running behind because, and especially in the, not the Leeds game, but the, the two games before, they've been much quicker than the centre-backs. Um, and you, you've seen it, but then we just haven't played the ball. And I don't know whether it's that the players are devoid of confidence and they don't want to play the ball because they're scared that they won't be able to make it, or it's just that they, they don't have the quality to do so, that they haven't noticed. It's probably a mix of both, yeah, I think. Or they haven't noticed that the signalling to for the pass. Um, but nonetheless, obviously Charlton... Um, they're in free fall at the moment. They've uh, dropped to, I believe, uh, where is it? Two places above us, I Yeah, 17th. Yeah, so three places above us, six points uh, in front. They did start the season very well. Um, but like you say, the injuries have built up and they haven't won. Um, I believe it might be longer than last six, but I can see the last six here. They haven't won. Um, so it's a big game for them. Um, probably more so for us. We're at home. We need wins against teams that are in and around us. Um, but they're going to come and obviously look to frustrate. Um, they're going to need points to, to stay up themselves um, and perhaps even push on to get back in the top half. And it is still quite tight in the middle of the table, so um, anything can happen, really. So I'm expecting another tough game. I, d- I don't think there's going to be any easy games at all this season. You've seen against Barnsley, who um, arguably probably only one of the worser teams than us and it was a struggle in that game um, it was a very poor quality game um, we should have probably lost game. against Barnsley yeah. they had chances didn't they they, they yeah. had a mm-hmm. few chances and then obviously the one on the weekend just after didn't they so um, yeah we've got to find a way to pick up points and at the moment I don't know how we're going to do it and it's not that we even have the options to be like okay we'll, we'll play this formation and put him there because Literally, I think when I was putting my team together earlier, I could only pick a team based on the players we had, and there's no one else really, unless you're going to start, you know, Tyrone O'Neill or or Little or um. Just out of curiosity, where's Jed Spence? I'm not going to say Manjaro. I couldn't. I said Nando's, and I couldn't think what I was meaning. Manjaro's put like a uh, quick right back, which we're probably dying out for. <laughs> Under twenty threes, isn't he? Yeah, but I think he played against Crystal Palace the other day. But yeah, if like he was getting in some of the games for the um, for the League Cup last year, then I don't know why he isn't nearer the first team. If some of the others are, then surely yeah. you would think so. But same with Reading as well, because he's a Scotland under twenty international or under twenty one international. So if he's ready for the under twenty ones, I know it's a different level, I guess. But you know, you have got Matt, uh, Taverniers playing for the the under twenty three uh, under twenties. For England, so why isn't Patrick Redding getting in the squads? Yeah, it's if they're re- it's if weird. they're if they're ready enough, they're physically ready as well. Like the physical demands, like Ben Little looks like a stick. Like <laughs> I'm a bit worried. Like I feel like it's someone would just absolutely cl- like clobber him. And I'm worried about it. their development genuinely because you know Tyrone O'Neill was at Darlington and he was doing well and he was scoring goals. He's been brought back here merely to make up the numbers, and he's not going to get played, or mm. he's going to get bits and like minutes here and there. But like he's predominantly going to be played in the under twenty three. So it's like. Is he really developing from that? Probably not. 
Here's a throwback um, from Charlton players. Darren Prattley. I was looking at that. Why he still plays? Yeah, 34 years. Yeah. Really? No, he's not. This is like Charlie wow. Adam all over again. Yeah, Charlie no, Adam yeah. being 33 is so much of a lie. It's uh, unbelievable. He came on and got two assists the other day, Charlie Adam, for um, for Redden. Yeah. Oh, and that uh, when they came from behind the to Charlie win. Charlie Adam effect, the first time since like 2016 or something. Was it uh, Puskas who grabbed all three goals? I believe it? so, yeah. yeah. Finally, starting to maybe see something of what they've paid for, I guess. But worrying um, for Bora. Yeah. If yeah, Reading were going to be one of our rivals. I mean, look at the positives. We got beat four 0 in the weekend, but we moved up a place. That was weird. That because of How? Luton getting Pep beat six 0 <laughs> That was weird. No, Luton got beat like what was it seven seven nil seven nil was yeah. it right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I said last week Luton will be in trouble. Yeah, I think Touchwood. This is my prediction. We won't go down. But I think there is there is three worst teams. I think there's Luton. I think Luton will be in the bottom three. I can't see them coming out of it. Barnsley, I think, will struggle. And it's that last place, which is like... It, 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 you feel like you want to say Stoke because they're down there and they still haven't think improved Stoke that much. But it's kind of, we're looking at the team on paper and obviously the new management um, has just came in. So I think we're kind of, we're all, we're, all, we're all placing them out of it. Um they could still continue to struggle. We don't. We don't know. People might look at Borough and think the same thing. And you know, from looking from the outside, you might be like, "Well, Borough aren't going to go down because you, you look at the squad on paper." But I mean, we obviously know what's going on inside the club, and I, I imagine Stoke fans do with their club as well. So, um, Barnsley, Luton, Charlton, Wigan. Yeah, Wigan, Joel. Um, maybe Reading. I don't think. I think Huddersfield and Stoke will be fine, like you said. But yeah, I think those three, and then possibly throw Reading in there. Yeah, I think we'll still be down there though but when you've got 15% win ratio anything can happen anyway line up and predictions please I mean if you can pick a team yeah um, so I'll go first uh, put together so big day from the Aggie in goal <laughs> just uh, just find any of your local players from uh, any pub team get them in um, so I've had to do a 4-3-3 just because of who's available um, I believe Marvin Johnson's back because um, it's One only more game, isn't it? two game. Is it only two game? I thought it was a three. Was okay, three. if it's three, I, then I don't know. I got <laughs> right, I'll go with it. I might be. <laughs> I might stand corrected I'll on ju- this. I'll then. check it. But um, okay, so Inslee pairs, um, and then obviously went four at the back. So House and Ayala, Fry and Bowler, um, Wing, Savile and Tav, uh, and then Johnson, Fletcher and Britt as a front three. Just because there's nothing. Who else are you actually going to put in th- this team? There's no one available. Oh, all right, Clayton's available, but you know, he's not going to make much difference in the team as he doesn't. Sh- um, yeah, Clayton's only a, for specific games, I think. You know, yeah. when you're trying to. If we're, if we're trying to go out and win at home, I don't think we want. Yeah, um, Marvin Johnson's out for three games, Paddy McNair's out for two. Just check the, um, the FA website. Right, okay, so. I, I don't know then. Play Tyrone, don't so they, instead? I'm going to throw out there. I might go over 4 2 3 1. Bring Aito home. Um, Ainsley pairs in goal. You've got Housen right back. You've got your Dale Fry. Uh, I need to say Dale Fly again. Um, Danny Ayala. And we'll go with Mark Bowler. And we'll go. We'll go. You're saying go with as if like you have a choice. Unf- 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 Colson's back this week. Oh, right, okay. It's coming. Um, I put Clayton in centre defensive mid with Lewis Wing. I would put. George Savile in the hall. Put Tav on the right. Hayden Colson on the left. And play 
Brit up top. Or Fletcher. Okay. Bit of a doozy, that, isn't it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's certainly an experiment. Um, and Wargate's going to have to... Um, tinker a bit, isn't he? Because there's not that there's yeah. gotta believe, gotta believe in the four two three one. Bring out our home. Um, I don't think we'll go with that personally, but it's a nice okay. idea. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to go with mine, obviously, because as Johnson's out, I don't. Know. I really don't know what we're going to do. Because if we're going to play three at the back, who who's going to play there? So, so okay, if, what, if, you, if, you put, if you put if you put house and centre back um, with Ayala and Fry, then who's playing ball right wing back? Ball or go right wing back and Coulson will go left wing back. Like See, I've I've Barnsley. gone three at the back, but I've also decided to give Nathan Wood a chance. And I know it's it's what I've said is like don't give throw him in too Wood early. A chance. But we just don't have the options. It's like I'm hoping that Shotton's back just for you know, because we have you know, we'll need the option. I don't know how long he's out for. Um it's but I've time. I've gone Pairs in goal, back three of um, Fry, Ayala and Wood, and then Coulson on the left, um, Housen on the right, midfield of Clayton, uh, wing, and unfortunately, sorry George, George Savile, um, and then, oh no, Tav, no, we'll put Tav there instead of Savile, um, and then Fletcher and Anyone but Savile <laughs> <laughs> can be used anyone in so many contexts. Any anyone but our seven million pound centre attack midfielder. I oh, know it's bad, isn't it? We we all want him to do well, but he's just he's not delivering. And it's just like, how long can you give a player before he actually, you know, plays well and plays well consistently? It's just beyond a job. Do you think really, with Nathan Wood, if you if you were to give him a game this weekend, would you put him on the right side of the centre backs to be closer to Housen? Yes. Yeah, he needs that cover. He needs yeah. that support. Lyle yeah. Taylor, just look at him. He'll, he'll target him, won't he? Mm-hmm. Hey, big enough lad, though. I, I feel like th- no, I feel like that's the um, the downside to Nathan Wood. When I saw him in a cup game, he did look like he would be breezed off the ball quite a bit. Mm. But then again, Dill Fry's looked like that as well this season. The best defenders don't need to tackle. It's a true fact. Pep Guardiola's team that won the Premier League had the least more tackles of all time and won the league. Um, anyway, score predictions quickly. Uh, 2-0, Bora. <sighs> 2 nil Bora. I really, obviously, want us to win, um, but I think it's going to be a very difficult game. I think we're going to play out to a one all draw. Okay, I'm going to go with one all. Um But, guys, thank you very much, as always. Um, listeners, thank you very much for joining us, as always. Like, share, subscribe to the Board Breakdown Podcast if you're not already. Um, and if you haven't as well, do give us five-star rating on the podcast apps. Um, that helps us get found, um, helps us increase in search. And we also got chatted as well, so thank you very much. Um, I like dropping that because we love, I just love getting chatted. Um, right, so that's pretty much it. Hopefully we win on Saturday. And if, and if not, well, bring out our home. Um, up the Borough. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 